Welcome back to Shit Talk, where we talk about really good shit. My name's Annika. And my name is Rithu. Follow us on our socials, here to Shit Talk for behind the scenes clips, bloopers, and more. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Let's dive in. yeah what third time's the charm third time's charm we had some like technical difficulties and we finally figured it out but honestly sometimes i think it's more worse to have technical difficulties than like actually transitioning into our topic and editing and putting everything together i think i'm more stressed when like either one of us has technical difficulties because like it's just oh man yeah what was it like the time before Uh, last was me yeah and then the one before that was me yeah and then it's like Oh back my and god, forth. yeah. It's just so stupid. It's just so annoying. Maybe we should take An- Emmett up on his offer about like Emmett, come help. Yeah. <laughs> Emmett, please help. Help us. But yeah, we're so, so excited to, you know, bring you guys more content because we got so much great positive feedback from the last two episodes, which is amazing. There was Um, definitely like a huge learning curve to like uploading and, you know, getting that whole side dealt with. Yeah. And getting, getting our podcasts reviewed by like Apple as well. Like that took took two two weeks. weeks. Crazy. (gasps) Yeah. You know, there's just so many very nitpicky little things Mm -hmm. with getting the podcast approved on Apple podcasts. Yeah. Google Play and Spotify was like instant. Instant. Like it yeah overnight almost yeah. so many of my friends were giving us such positive feedback Mine same too. with yours yeah and you were like sharing content too yeah. which is incredible I wasn't expecting that at all but and I'm so humbled and like yeah I'm just excited to create more content yeah, and, and I, like uh, I think you were saying like a lot of friends from high school reached out to you too yeah, right? yeah, yeah 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 I wasn't expecting that but I guess with like our first episode about third culture kids a lot of my friends from high school could really really relate to that so totally. that's super neat and yeah. yeah I just remember us being like super anxious when yeah. we're like about to release our first episode yeah. and I was just like I was on the phone crying to you I was I was crying I was just like oh my god I, I was think like Annika it's gonna be okay don't worry the anxiety just like really <laughs> hit me like a truck hits. yeah oh man <laughs> but it's I feel good we were me both too. feeling good about yeah. this and and like I, th- I think now. I think we have a different mindset to it now too because we're, we're like relaxed. ready to like roll with the punches we're like ah yeah. fuck this happened yeah. and then we're like all right let's do it and again and now we're like more comfortable with it too yeah. so we're not like yeah. shying away yeah. we've done this a couple of times yeah. now and honestly i thought the worst part would be having to hear myself talk when i was editing <laughs> <laughs> listening to yourself for eight hours yeah. over and over again yeah. like that would be tiring that'd yeah. be so exhausting yeah. but you know what i'm used to it now yeah. i feel better <laughs> Do you now think that your voice doesn't sound so bad when you like listen to it over and over again? I think I feel less insecure about my voice. We had this conversation. We did, the other day yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I was saying that I was worried that I would sound like I have a I have a much natural, deeper voice. It's husky. It's, it's raspy. Husky. It's, it's so raspy. sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, like I have a I have a much deeper voice. You have like a much more feminine voice. I would say oh. that was like an insecurity oh, recording the podcast because okay. I was like concerned that I would sound in my head. I sound a, a lot, lot deeper, deeper because yeah. that's the way that I hear myself. Yeah. And we then sound kind of pleasant. I think our voices meld well yeah. together. Yeah. Delightfully. Delightfully. Pleasant. Smooth, <laughs> smooth sweet innocence. Like that. You chocolate guys will know that what that means very soon. 
Yeah. So weird. Oh my god. But that was really It was, it was really, really good. good. What was it? Like matcha truffle? But that I love it when they have like descriptions of the outside where it's meant to be in Japanese or a different language, but they just translated, translated it <laughs> over Google or something like that. So yeah. yeah. Oh man. What is today's episode about? Today's, t- ooh, today's episode's about dating, which is... A huge topic. Very, very large topic. So I think we're going to break yeah. it down into three different episodes just because yeah. it's such a broad topic. Yeah we'll break it down or whatever it is. Break it down. Yeah. Yeah. But we thought it would be really fun to start off our episodes with a fun fact related to the topic at hand. Yeah. I think we're going to start this from now on because I think it's a good way to like dive in into our topic. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. (laughs) Do you want to, do you want to start with yours? Sure. Yeah. Fact. Engagement rings are worn on the fourth finger of the left hand because ancient Greeks maintained that that finger contains the vena amoris. Oh, I've heard about this. Um, yeah. Or the yeah. vein of love that runs straight to the heart. Yeah. I didn't know that. I really? Didn't oh, know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really cool, hey? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I was just like, because I, I would always get confused between like what hand meant when I was younger, mm-hmm. what hand meant you were married and what hand meant you were like engaged or yeah, whatever yeah, it yeah. was. And I never knew the reason why, because in Indian culture, like mm-hmm. when you get married. Is it different? It's, you don't wear rings. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Um, well, in Hindu in Hindu marriages, you wear necklaces. So the mm. the the husband will put a necklace around his wife's neck. That's sweet. Yeah. So yeah. so it's a it's a little bit different. When I came here and with like Christian weddings, like there are rings and stuff. And I'm I guess like, it's oh, a God. Western culture yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. What's your fact? Let's see over here with my uh, my Google Doc. Ooh. So many cultures celebrate Valentine's Day on um, February 14th, but a lot of East Asian countries, mainly Japanese, Taiwanese, and South Koreans, celebrate the counter-celebration, which is White's Day. Okay. Which is celebrated a month after on the 14th of March. Okay. And initially it's called Marshmallow Day. Marshmallow Day. Yeah, so I just, I literally just Googled this today because I had okay. no idea what this was before. Basically, this is the inverse. So you know how in our culture, the men would usually buy the chocolates and the flowers oh, for the females for yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. So this is the inverse. Oh. So the females usually present their partners with chocolates on Valentine's Day. And then on White Day on March 14th, yeah. this is when the men purchase the white chocolates for the girlfriends or wives. And so men are expected to return gifts that are at least two to three times more valuable than the gifts received on Valentine's Day. Interesting. The term san by geishi means thrice the return, and this is used to describe this rule. So if you don't return a gift, yeah. um, this is perceived as the men placing themselves in a position of superiority. And if, then if, if they don't, if they return. don't give a gift oh. back, which really sucks. That's that kind of shitty. Me. That's <laughs> like, kind of rude. Um, so rude. <laughs> but if you return a presence of equal value, yeah. this is considered as a way to say that you're ending the relationship of equal value of equal value. So that's why you have to have, that's why the males have to give thrice, thrice in return. So, okay. So to clarify, yes. if they don't give anything, they're in the superior position. Correct. If they give something of equal value, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. And if they give something thrice the value, you're still in a relationship. That means that 
you meet a lot to that person. Oh. And originally it's called like Marshmallow Day because marshmallows and chocolates were given, but now jewelry, accessories, clothing, lingerie, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. is common to give as like gifts. That being said, the popularity of White Day is slowly diminishing yeah. just because people find gift getting, gift giving um, obligations sort of tedious. But huh. yeah, isn't that interesting? That's super interesting. I've never heard of that before. I, you know what? I, I think I have heard of White Day before mm-hmm. when I took like a Japanese studies class. Like oh, really? Okay. Anthropology. Yeah. But like I didn't know the extent like that specific thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's a great um, transition because we were talking about gift giving. Today, we thought that we would do the love language quiz. So, what, what is the love language quiz? So great question, Annika. For those of you who don't know, this was a quiz that I found like a, a couple. It was based off of a book originally. Asks you a bunch of paired statements. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have different ones for like couples, for apparently children and teenagers. That's really which weird. I That's really bizarre. Today. <laughs> and for single people. And so based on the answers that you give, it determines which of the five love languages you use the most and mm-hmm. which ones you use the least. And it could, it could mean the ones you value the most mm-hmm. and value the least or the way that you... Like to receive love yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Annika and I thought that we would do it together right now. Yeah, this would um, be kind of fun. I'm going to do it on my phone. I'm going to do it on my laptop. Because I'm afraid that my computer will stop recording. Oh, that won't be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Annika, are you going to take the singles one or are you going to take the couple one? I'm going to take the couples one. Ooh. Ooh. Um, have you read The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman? No, oh, that's, I have not. that is what the book, the book name is. I mean, the person. <laughs> the person who wrote the book, the author, author, the author man who wrote the, the words to the book. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. I don't want tools or resources to improve my relationships. That's uh, some self-destructive yeah. shit. Do you want to do your questions I wanna, or talk them out? How do you want to do this? We can talk about them. I don't know if we're having the same exact questions. I don't questions. think we will. Because no? I think you that, can talk about yeah. yours. So this is an example of like a paired statement question that they would ask. Okay. So maybe we'll, what I can do is I can say one of mine and then you can say one of yours. And then if anything interesting comes up, you can bring it up. But then we'll try and like get through the quiz and yeah. then talk about it. We'll results. try to make this quick and snappy. Yeah. So this this question here is, it's more meaningful to me when, and the first option Oh, is, I got the same one too. Oh. Yeah. Is the first one I receive a loving note, text, email for no special reason from yeah. a loved one. And the second one is my partner and I hug. Yeah. Oh, it's the same one. Okay. Yeah. Which one are you picking? It's definitely the first one for me. I think it's the first one for me as well. Oh, just change the next one. Okay. Uh, It's more meaningful to me when I can spend time alone with someone I love, just us, or someone I love does something practical to help me out. Did you get the same question? I got the same question too. Okay, nice. Okay, so we can actually go through these. Let's try and get through this. Yeah. It's more meaningful to me when my partner expectantly does something for me, like filling my car or doing a laundry. Well, I don't drive, so... <laughs> <laughs> Not know. a problem there. No problem right there. I wonder if my answers will change, because, like, some of, these, some of these questions, like, I'm answering a little bit differently than mm. I remember answering them, you Maybe know? they also, like, switched the questions up, so maybe we'll receive this different questions or something maybe. like that. I don't know. 
Yeah, Annika, you didn't know about this quiz when... when no. Yeah. Until no, you I gave it to me you. recently, yeah. like maybe like I want three to weeks ago. Three weeks ago yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, but I don't remember your or my answers, to be honest. <laughs> I think I vaguely remember mine. Yeah? Yeah. 57%. How many questions are oh, there? 53%. <laughs> what percents are you on right now? It's 83. Oh, I'm on 80%. Okay. Right behind you. Yeah. Trying to catch up to me. <laughs> okay, 100%. Oh my god, wait. I, I, I don't know why I stopped. Ah. Oh, okay. I think I've got similar scores to the ones that I got last, last time. time? Okay. Yeah. I am at 93%, so hold on. I don't know why I, said, I like blacked out for a second. Because there are five different sections, and one of them's quality time, acts of service, words maybe. of affirmation, physical touch, and receiving gifts. I think there are 20, like, 20 questions on here. Yeah. I'm positive this is pr- this is pretty much the same answer. Like now yeah. that I look at my answers, I know that it's exactly the same as what I had the first time I took the quiz mm-hmm. and that last time when you took the quiz and I yeah. took it again. Yeah, makes sense, yeah, right? It totally yeah. does. I thought I thought maybe my answers changed, but maybe it's because of the way the questions were phrased or paired together. Yeah, um, that's probably it. Yeah, so Annika, why don't you tell me what your five love languages are? My main one that I scored 10 on was quality time okay. and then acts of service. I got nine on five words of affirmation four physical touch and two receiving gifts. Okay. I think quality time is most important to me and acts of service. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. makes sense. That totally yeah. makes sense for you. The, the, the best thing, like I think someone can ask you when you're super stressed is what can I do for you? I think that that's probably like the best thing someone can say to mm-hmm. you. That definitely shows that they care. I've been in instances where you've been stressed out and I'm like, what can I do? And you're like, yeah. And I think that's so, I think that's so nice when someone actually goes out of their way to do something for, yeah. for that person, you yeah. know, I think that means a lot more than giving gifts, yeah. at least for me, yeah. you know, what did you get? So mine is slightly different for me. Acts of service is like number one. That's, I think I scored a nine on that. Then words of affirmation, I also scored a nine on, like right after. And then six is quality time, five is receiving gifts, and one is physical touch. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So here's the thing. If anyone knows me, you'll know that I like hug and like I'm super affectionate Mm -hmm. very often. I think that the one thing to take away from this quiz is that you may do all five types of loves mm-hmm. but may not prioritize it nearly as much dependent yeah. on your personality mm-hmm. right like in my in my house my parents hugged all the time like hugs mm-hmm. kisses like everything so for me giving a hug or giving like a kiss or whatever it is is like mm-hmm. it's part of who I am so I don't yeah. necessarily value it but like for example if my mom said I'm so proud of you for something mm-hmm. that you've Words done. Words of affirmation. That means yeah. like so much more to me than her yeah. giving me a hug. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we can look at the thing below so it'll answer. So the highest score indicates your, so this is talking about interpreting your profile score. Mm-hmm. So the highest score indicates your primary love language. The highest score that you can get is oh, 12. It's 12. Okay. Yeah. It's not uncommon to have two high scores, although one language does have a slight edge for most people. That just means two languages are important to you. So acts of service and words of affirmation, since they're ranked the same, that's mm-hmm. what that means. The lower scores indicate those languages you seldom use to communicate love and which probably don't affect you very much on an emotional level. 
So important to remember, you may have scored certain ones of the love languages more highly than others, but do not miss the, dismiss those other languages as insignificant. Your friends and loved ones may express love in those ways, and it'll be beneficial for you to understand this about them. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this was super interesting yeah, because I definitely thought it, was super it was very insightful. Yeah, you guys, you guys should definitely check it out. Maybe, maybe like the quiz stated, it will help you understand your friends Yourself and family and your relationships. <laughs> a um, bit better. Yeah. yeah. versus being in a relationship. Now, this is really interesting just because we have such vast perspectives on this because yeah. I think I've been in relationships for a really long time. Not yeah. not saying that like, well, I guess I don't really know how to be single, honestly. <laughs> um, but, but I just, I, I think I've been in relationships for much longer than I have been single, single. in the past several yeah. years. So yeah. yeah, I just I just thought this would be really interesting because... I am very much a relationship person. Mm -hmm. Like I, I like the idea of being in a relationship, mm -hmm. but I've been single for like mm -hmm. a very long time. And I, I think that maybe that's because one, I'm picky or two, it takes me a really long time to find that connection with other people. Mm -hmm. But it's good to be picky. I think so too. Yeah. For a while, I didn't think that. <laughs> yeah, know so your worth. Be picky. <laughs> oh my god! Be self-aware. Know who you really are. Know who you really are. <laughs> so we thought it would be really cool to do kind of a pros and cons list from mm -hmm. um, each other's Our perspectives. perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Because Annika's in a relationship and I'm single. Let's start with the pros. Okay. Sure, let's do it. I can talk about the pros on my end, and mm -hmm. we can discuss them as they come along. I think along. that's great. Um, yeah. And then we can talk about yours. The pros that I wrote for being single, you get to do what you want whenever you want. See, I I miss that. I kind of yeah. miss that. Yeah. I get envious of people who are just like, F it, I'm just going to like, you know, go out and have fun with my friends. Like, because yeah. I have to prioritize. I have to have that. Actually, I have this as like a, a con on here, but like yeah. that work-life relationship balance. Yeah. Not even like, and I don't mean relationship as in like an intimate or romantic relationship, just like relationship with friends even because yeah. that's super important to me. Yeah. Finding time to, yeah. to do things by yourself yeah. and yeah, just having um, that independence, you know. Yeah, what I was just going to say is that like I was in a long distance relationship before. Mm -hmm. I think part of the reason that worked for me a lot was because I felt like I was single for a lot of my relationship mm -hmm. because I had the ability to do what I want whenever I wanted because yeah. my partner wasn't always there with mm -hmm. me, right? I love the freedom of being able to do what I want feel without so thinking about... Yeah, yeah. And with, without having to think about anyone else. Like, for example, the other day I was just like, hey, Annika, do you want to go to TNT? I was like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just like, okay, whatever. Let's you're go like, to I'm going to pick you up in 10 minutes. <laughs> ten minutes you better be ready. Go. Yeah. So another pro. This is really, really silly, but I wrote it down. It's cheaper to be single than to date. I think I've never so. felt so attacked. You're so right. <laughs> because, You're so right. Because the amount of food that I yes, have. Yes. But also, yeah. I'm trying to like contradict that. Okay. But free food because your other partner could also pay for you. So they could. They could. I think that you know really depends on one your partner and yeah. two whether or yeah. not you're going like if you're going on multiple dates. Oh, right? I see. I like, see what you mean. So so yeah. like. 
for example, right, I'm single, but I'm dating, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's still a distinction to be made. Let's say that a date doesn't go really well. I will split the bill in half. That's very nice of you. You know what I mean? Or like, there have been times where I'll go on a date with a guy and then he'll pay for the bill, which Mm -hmm. is really, really nice. But the fact that I have to go out on a date or go dating in general Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to be mentally prepared to spend money like allotted for that mm-hmm. specific date. I mean, I guess it's the same with like going out with friends too, but you can always do things that don't necessarily involve going out for dinner with friends. I feel, I feel like-, like I still spend a lot of money going out with my friends because yeah. we're always going out eating, we're drinking yeah. and spending a lot of money on alcohol. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe in my mindset, obviously I do go out with friends and I do go out and get food mm-hmm. and eat and all of that. But I think that there's this kind of like mindset that like when you go out on a date with a partner mm-hmm. or like someone that you're going to dinner have this meal and share it with them and yeah like, you know and mm-hmm. I feel like that's in my mind when I think of a date I think of dinner like that's yeah. you know yeah and so I yeah I definitely think like right now for example after we record our podcast I'm going to go home make myself a smoothie and go to the gym like I love that you know Good for you but like look at that I'm, independence <laughs> but I'm going yeah. home and I'm like not spending money that I don't necessarily have but the money mm-hmm. that I don't need to spend yeah right Third thing, you get to window shop around for a partner or a boyfriend. Whether it's like on your mobile devices, on Tinder, Mumble, or Or just like... like Just around. Yeah, just around in the bar. Um, I think that it's really... You get to keep your options open. So like I said earlier, I'm single, but I'm dating, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm not like exclusively dating one person. Yeah. Um, I'm going out with different people. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I actually remember seeing this like article and they were saying, you're single until you're married. That's okay. That's the mentality that my mom has. So yeah. sorry. No, wh- why don't you say it? Go ahead. Yeah, what so my mom, mom say? No, my mom says, well, yeah. exactly that. Yeah. She's just like, don't close yourself off. You know, you're still in a relationship now and obviously yeah. like you're with someone, but like don't close yourself off to the other opportunities out there because yeah. you're not really tied down yeah. until you're actually married, married and yeah. have a rock in your ring. Yeah. Rock Rock on on your your finger. finger. I mean, maybe it's just the area that we live in. There are really attractive people that like live in this specific area. You mean Olympic Village? In Olympic Village. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, come on over to my my crib, my neighborhood. Yeah, your neighborhood. Yeah, I just feel like maybe it's because there are a lot of um, active people around. That's what I was thinking, because I live so close to um, False Creek Seawall. Yeah, and like like Yale Town. And like all that stuff, and people walk around the seawall. It's a very sociable place, too. I think so. And there are so many breweries nearby, and it's like a great place to like hang out with friends and then like run into people. Another pro get to date slash know yourself a bit more. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I confirm with my best friend because when her sister got married is like when I started being single. And so that was like 2017. So yeah. I have been like dated one person exclusively since 2017. Yeah. So it's been like a very, very long time. I've been through a lot in that meantime as well. So I think that it really gave me the opportunity to like focus inward and really reflect on my life. Like I'm trying to not throw my standards out the window when I'm dating. No, of course right? not. Like my mom gets gets on my case about this all the time. She's like, maybe you're being too picky. And I'm like, honestly, I think I'm not being picky enough <laughs> because like just, oh, some of the people, it's just like wild. Dating is yeah. wild. And I feel like with openly dating like that yeah. and like you know meeting so many different people through tinder bumble or whatnot or yeah. just like meeting in person, them in yeah. person organically yeah. you really have this like internal this sounds really bad but you have this internal checklist 
of because yeah. you know what you want and you know what you don't want and I think yeah. you sort of like learn and it's like this huge learning curve yeah. that you have but you finally get to figure out like what you do like and what yeah. you don't like in a partner I met someone that you know technically he fit what I thought was like my checklist of what I wanted in a he person he ticked all the boxes he ticked like yeah. all the boss boxes you know when it came to like the emotional vulnerability just and wasn't like there. it just wasn't there and mm-hmm. it wasn't what I needed because I'm an emotional ball of feelings and <laughs> I need someone they don't necessarily have to be that but they need to be supportive of that mm-hmm. and I I learned a lot about what I need from a partner mm-hmm. in my time dating mm-hmm. finally don't miss out on opportunities and be able to build your social network and skills Ooh, yeah I feel like in this in these last two years that mm-hmm. I've been single I have made so many f- random friends and like just like kind of expanded my my friendship group girl you meet friends in like the girls bathroom (laughs) of clubs I don't know how you do like I go in I pee I get out like maybe fix my makeup a little bit but like I don't know how you do it but like and you know what the funny part is most of the time most of the time when I'm like at the club I'm like not even drinking (laughs) so like I meet friends I'm like hey let's go get brunch and you actually become (laughs) friends afterwards it's amazing and then you like get invited to their birthdays yeah and And random stuff like that Anakin's come to a birthday party like through me having met a friend and like at a how club. I'm like how how do you guys know each other she's like oh we literally met at the club like, <laughs> like in the bathroom couple, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few weeks ago yeah so funny yeah awesome yeah yeah I let's like hear those. yours pros of being in a relationship I'm gonna counteract you let's do it so number one having a best friend to do fun shit with yeah. whether it means you know going traveling having someone to watch netflix shows together because yeah. i love having someone to share thoughts and mm-hmm. like fan theories and yeah. to rave about tv shows and movies together yeah. number two safety and security but not not in the way that you think it is because not only do i feel protected and safe but my parents also their their minds are more at ease when they know that someone's actually looking out for me especially because i live so far away from yeah. singapore and i live so far away from yeah. home i i like to feel protected mm-hmm. you know and I don't mean it in like a financial way because I've lived on the same roof as my ex-boyfriend for like financial security reasons. Yeah. But no, that yeah. sort of like bit me in the ass. Yeah. But I think it's just more so the feeling of being protected and yeah. being safe and just being I, at peace. Yeah, you know? I, I totally get that. I think my, the reason my mom gets on my case so much about like mm-hmm. me dating. Brown moms, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> With my ex, she was like pretty certain that like we were going to be together together really um just because we were together for so long like we were together for almost three years right that's a that's Um, a long time that's a long time so you know she was pretty well I was also pretty sure at the time that it was going to be like a long-term thing so now that I've been single for a while she's kind of nervous she's just like oh my god what if you don't find someone mom if I don't end up finding someone it'll be okay I like I can manage myself oh my god but we're so young we're so young I know I know we're young but like I'm trying to ease her conscience by telling her this well what are you gonna do when you're like in your mid-30s and like you don't have anyone and I was like well I guess I'll just be single you know me the whole relationship marriage having kids like all that's very important to me as well Mm -hmm. I'll skip that part and I'll focus on something else instead Mm -hmm. her wanting me to be safe and secure Mm -hmm. and like having that someone to like take care of me when she isn't around yeah so that's so true that's so true I think that's I think that's hashtag Asian mom things yeah I definitely because my mom's always like oh like you know you're gonna take care of me when I'm older and so I feel like there's that sort of mentality and obligation you're so right but yeah I think it's also just a different mentality as well because they got married super young and so what age did your mom get married? my parents got married a little bit later around 30 31 I think and they had me around like 30 
I don't know. Mom, if you're listening to this, please <laughs> let me know. I think it was around 30. I think I'm getting it right. Yeah, yeah, but it was a lot later than yeah. some other people. But I know a lot of parents at that age, they, you know, they got married a little bit younger. So that's why they're probably thinking yeah. the way my that mom your got mom married did. when she was my age. Yeah, there you go. Exactly, so that's why I like I think that's why out. she's just like, all right, time's, time's a ticking. <laughs> Number three, emotional support to motivate and encourage and support you so you feel empowered. I wrote your personal hype man or hype woman. Yeah. Married couples were found to have lower cortisol. cortisol. Sorry. Stress hormone. I can't read that. Yeah. Married couples were found to have lower cortisol levels known as the stress hormone. It's nice to definitely have that one person that you have an intimate connection with that you tell everything to. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I always used to think, and I can tell my best friend, like, anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Why do I need a boyfriend? Like, back when mm-hmm. I was single and, like, a child, right? Yeah. I got my boyfriend. And it's, like, it's weird the the level of, like, intimacy you have with someone that you are romantic with. It's, like, mm-hmm. a different feeling. Yeah. You almost feel like you can share more than you can share with your best friend about yeah. certain things. But I think it's also the support that my boyfriend's so great. He yeah. honestly supports me through my career and yeah. like everything I'm doing with yeah. this podcast and, and everything like that. Yeah. So just to have that extra umph and just to have that like, you know, little, little nudge, yeah. just yeah. have that little voice being like, Hey, you know what? You can do this. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Yeah. Like you're, you. you're going to do yeah. great things yeah. with this. Number four, big spoon and cuddles. Oh. Um, so reduce anxiety and make you happier and increase your oxytocin levels to improve your mental health and this also like there's an increase in dopamine and like testosterone men i i can't argue with that (laughs) i can't be like oh well like (laughs) i'll cuddle my pillow (laughs) (laughs) well that's where they have this like massive man pillows man pillows with a massive arm that just sort of like wraps around you (laughs) that's insane Christmas around the corner. I'll grab you one of those. <laughs> Make sure to put Noah Centineo's face on it. Though. Oh, will do. Noted. Number. Well, I've got a few more. Oh, like, oh my God. Girl. No, 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 no. It no, no, was no, like I, it's no, super small. No, let's hear it. I want to hear it. I only did five because. I well, I okay. I'll tell you number six first. It's just sharing a dog with someone and free meals. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. The number five is. This is a personal thing, I guess. Have an excuse to head back home or stay in, especially if you don't feel like going out. That's so funny. Right? That's that's so you, though. I know. Like, Like, my go-to is, sorry. You're like, oh, sorry, I'm hanging out with my boyfriend. No, not even. It's just like, sorry, I can't make it. So-and-so wasn't feeling good today. I can't make it out tonight. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You sneaky bitch. I'm actually just staying home, like. (laughs) You're like, hey, do you want to order food in? Yes. That's it. I'm like, do you want to just go Uber Eats instead? Like, I don't want to do my face. I don't want to do my makeup. Yeah. Sure. Recently, um, my boyfriend was like going out for drinks and stuff with his coworkers. And like, I had to push him to go. I was like, no, no, no. Like, you know, go have fun and such. And then he came back early and was just like, oh, I used you as an excuse. What and did was, he say? Just said, oh, like, you know, I promised Annika to come back and have dinner with her. You make me sound like a crazy <laughs> girlfriend. Like, I wanted you to go out and have fun. Why are you back so early? He's like, I just feel tired. Like, I just don't want to go out. So I was like, you know, that's fair. Like, do you want to grab a also, to be and, fair, he's like, I hear he's a super homebody. Like, he likes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that way I've become more of a homebody too. All right, let's uh, move into cons. Okay, why don't you get into the cons first? Because I went with the pros first. Okay, okay. So cons of being in a relationship. 
Number one, going out with your single friends isn't as fun as you remember. You can't be as irresponsible to get free drinks from strangers. Like I said before, I don't feel motivated to put a face on anymore and to like go on weekends because it's just, it's so much effort to like do my makeup, do my hair and like get ready. Yeah, I I totally get that. I was in the prime of social time Mm because I was in a sorority talking to frat guys and I actually remember this was like the peak of me being in love with my Mm ex-boyfriend. He left his sweater at my place after visiting me yeah and I put on his sweater on the day that went to go to like my sorority meeting or something Mm -hmm. and then we had a social after and we were talking to like a bunch of guys and a guy came up to me and he was just like wow great sweater and I was just like thanks it was my boyfriend's And, you I, would. and then I went on this huge tangent about Aww. like how he came and like we spent time together and like all of that. That's and, really cute. And my though. friend was there with me, so I was just like obviously talking about it. Yeah. And I didn't even notice, but he walked away from the conversation. And you were just like trailing <laughs> off talking about your boy. But like I would leave things early so that I would be like, oh, I'm gonna go call so yeah. and so. Like yeah. I'd be like, oh, because he didn't live here, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, I'm gonna head back home early and call him and talk yeah. to him. Number two not being able to pick up my things and leave. I mean, my job has, you know, tied me to Vancouver at the moment, but even with my current job, I might have to travel more frequently. But what if I get posted to LA or what if I get posted elsewhere? I have to take my partner's feelings and our relationship into consideration, might jeopardize it. If my career takes me elsewhere, I really have to think about my relationship. And I personally would put my career before my relationship. But But I mean, that's always been you though, Anne. Like, that's yeah. always been you. Yeah, because I really want to develop myself yeah. and improve myself yeah. always. But, you know, being in a relationship, it's it's tricky in that yeah. way. It gets hard because you really have to think about the other person's feelings and emotions. And, and you also, there's also the kind of side of it where it's like, I don't know if my partner cares about me or loves me enough that they would be willing to sacrifice things yeah. for me or, and, or vice versa. Yeah, because, you know? like, you've, you've been through a similar thing, yeah. like, you know, where your boyfriend expected you to just drop everything and just move to Victoria just for him. But that's not us. Well, that's not you and I, you know, for sure. And cause like, I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be like, Hey, you're coming with me, drop whatever career path that you have right now. And you're going to come with me to LA for instance. And you're going to come with me there because that's where my opportunities lay. So I just don't think that's fair. I think that's selfish. That's extremely selfish. Going back to that whole instance. I didn't have a job waiting for me. I didn't have anything waiting for me there in Victoria. Mm -hmm. And there was that expectation of, oh, you know, we were going to move to each other. We were going to finally be together. But then when the timing isn't right, the timing isn't right. Me picking up everything, leaving everything here, my friends, my family, like everything, and then moving to a brand new place where I don't even have a job to make me feel like secure about myself. Like how, how could how you? That That's possible? I can't. So hard. Right? It's so hard. So obviously there are certain things that I was willing to sacrifice. If I had the job waiting for me, I would have definitely made the sacrifice of like mm-hmm. letting go of my friends and my family because that's a sacrifice I was willing to make. Yeah. But it wasn't for that for that person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's a distinction. Yeah. But I think it also depends on your relationship. I think right? so too. I think, and again, I've spoken to my, my boyfriend about this, but if we were to be in a, a relationship for a really, really long time, say, yeah. let's say, five to seven years yeah. I think that's a little bit different because the dynamic's a little bit different but if you're still fresh and it's like less than a year I yeah. think career comes first yeah. and then 
relationships. Number three, like I mentioned before, the work-life relationship balance. So even the friends relationship balance is tricky. Um, you have to make time for them. And I try my best to put my friends and my boyfriend equally because I value my friends as much as my boyfriend, but sometimes it gets hard. So that's what I wrote for that. Definitely with my partner too. Mm -hmm. At the time he was like, he really needed me. Mm -hmm. Like there was, I was willing to like let go of friend things or certain work things because I was just like, I need to be there for him. I need to support him or Mm -hmm. he needs me. He wants to spend time with me. And there's also the pressure of, oh, I don't see him very often. So like I have to spend time with him because he's my partner. Well, that's different for you because it was a long distance relationship. So you wouldn't really get to see him on a normal basis too. So So, yeah. Yeah. But but I, I get what you're saying about like feeling that struggle of like wanting to balance your friends and your work and everything Mm -hmm. because there would be times where I'd like go and visit him and I would completely drop off the face of the map. Mm -hmm. Like I would not text anyone. I would just spend all of my time with him. Not, not talking to anyone else. So I get that. Yeah. And I've had friends in the past who I've been very close to. And then, you know, all of a sudden they get into a a relationship and then I just don't see them anymore. And it sucks. It It sucks. sucks and it hurts so bad. But like there are people who, you know, really put their partner before anything yeah. else. And I think you really need to make that distinction sometimes to balance your friends and your relationships because if things go south with your relationship, who's going to be there to support you? And that's, like, the, that's the thing is that, like, when when you don't have friends outside of your, your partner when you're with them, if you break up, you're, yeah. you're alone. And that's a scary thought. That's a scary thing. And you have but... to start fresh too, because maybe some of those friends will also like, there's also the fear that some of them will resent you for not having made time for them while being in the relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's why I think like the work life relationship Allison's is so key. You know, yeah. it's so, so key. Number four, <laughs> having less space on the bed and less space for myself in general. Mm. Um, Cause I really, really value my independence. So I love spending time with my friends and having the time to go to the gym chill at home, listen to music, watch Netflix by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I really, really value doing things in solitude. Just, I like, I like my own space. You know me. It's the the Aquarius in me. Um, Yeah. You, you like, you like being independent. You like being your own person. I think, I think also your parents raised you to be that way as well. So that's, that's to be expected to be a little bit uncomfortable when other people are in your space (laughs) on a regular basis. And then the last one is being complacent. So being too comfortable and not putting in the effort into the relationship anymore, or just taking it for granted, you know, making the relationship fizzle and pop. That's what I wrote for that. (laughs) That sounds really dramatic. That sounds really dramatic. dramatic. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Yeah. But like I, like I mentioned before, um, I feel like I wear less makeup on the regular nowadays. And just try less with my appearance unless I'm really trying to go out for an event or going out yeah. somewhere. But just really not trying to take your relationship for granted, no matter how long it has been. I feel like some relationships in my past, you know, I've it's sort of, I guess, fizzled and then popped yeah. <laughs> just because we were taking each other for granted. Yeah. We were just too comfortable with each other and we weren't really trying to put effort into the relationship where we weren't trying to have cute dates together yeah. or doing fun things together it was just very we were just too relaxed with each other yeah and then I think I think that it it goes very soon from romantic relationship to almost companionship Mm. 
you've been through all the different relationships that you've been and you've been able to now distinguish the difference between like like a spark like a romantic spark with mm-hmm. someone or like a really good friendship yeah and like how you maybe used to mistake that a little bit before yeah and then yeah. like you slowly realize as you progress that it became more of a companionship and more rather of a than a romantic yeah. romantic yeah. um relationship yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah Well, let's dive into your cons then. Okay. (laughs) Dating around can suck if the people you meet don't align with your desires. Mm. So you have to be super picky. I've been on some very bad dates, girl, let me tell you. Mm. (laughs) And like on top of that, some sometimes it's like people people come off a certain way when you first meet them and then they're not that person at all as you get into like a couple of dates with them. Yeah. And so they like warm up. They like warm up and they, up they finally you. show their true colors, which mm-hmm. is still garbage. <laughs> <laughs> You're still trash. <laughs> um, yeah, but like dating around, it takes, well, one, it takes a lot of time. I'm a very, that's a very, lot of effort too. I'm a very busy person as you know, Annika. <laughs> yeah. So like, for me to make time outside of my friends, outside of my works, um, outside of my personal projects, for me to go out on a date with someone, spend time with them. You're like, when can I pencil you in? Yeah. Oh, you're good for next Tuesday? Yeah. Wonderful. I'll pencil you in then. I'll squeeze you <laughs> next in. Next month? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Two months from now? Two months from now. <laughs> and so, like, it sucks when you, when you date and you mm-hmm. go out on these dates with different people thinking that they're going to act a certain way. Yeah. And then when you go into the date and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. this sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wasted my time. And like, oh no. sometimes, sometimes you're in a position where like, you can't leave. <laughs> you can't like, that's, you should just call me and then I'll just make some like weird ass excuse weird and ass- start oh, crying time, over the next phone. Time, and definitely. Just... So the second one. Uh, the loneliness can creep up on you for oh, no. sure. Like a couple of months ago, I was just so sick and tired of dating. Like I was just so mad. And I think that I had a much different attitude towards it as well. <laughs> and Annika was like, well, maybe you should just stop dating. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was kind of like mad because I was just like, you've not like wasted, but you've yeah. met all these guys who are just not treating you right. And I was yeah. just like, you need to be treated so well. Yeah. And like you're... Not that your standards were low, but it's just like these guys were just like not living up to their expectations or like what your expectations were of them. Drop Tinder, drop Bumble, drop Hinge. Just like forget about that. Just come out with me and just meet people organically. And so, and so like in that moment, I was so frustrated and I was so f***ing angry. You were so mad at me. I was so angry because... By that time, it had been, like, a year of me being single, whereas, like, in the meantime, you had, like, literally been, like, going from one relationship to another. So, like, like, for me, being single, like, I really had to sit in the singleness. (laughs) Sit in the singleness. I love that. Sit in the singleness. And, like, I had to just really let let that be a thing and like sometimes Mm -hmm. like I'll be at home and I'll be by myself and obviously I love my alone time and I love spending Mm -hmm. that time alone but sometimes I'm like man I wish I had a boyfriend (laughs) so that he can just like hang out Mm -hmm. with me and like it's it's just having that one person to spend time with yeah and obviously like I shift around between my friends but it was Mm -hmm. the loneliness can like creep creep up on you in like the middle of the night being like hey hey do you need a boyfriend because you don't have (laughs) oh no um yeah so that's one um the the third one was you have people treat you weird 
What? Yeah. So well, like, like, what um, do you mean? So what I mean is that like, I've, I've had, okay, so this is an example. One of my friends, like a couple, maybe a year ago, um, she got married like around this time, actually mm-hmm. she got married. Um, I was in her bridal party and out of everyone in the bridal party, I was the only single girl. Um, I'm sorry. I was there. I was your, I know you were my date, I but was we're date. not, we're not dating. Uh, we could be. <laughs> If you want to make it happen. Oh my God. But here, here was the screwed up part with that whole thing. The majority of the bridesmaids were dating the groomsmen at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then my, my best friend who was also there, she had brought her boyfriend as her date, even though Mm -hmm. like she was, she was walking with someone else in the, in the bridal Mm -hmm. party certain people around that time maybe it was just also because like I was also reveling in the singleness at the time um that like people are like oh don't worry you'll find someone like oh I see like, what you mean you know like mm-hmm. it'll be okay you'll be fine like you're a great girl like me and I'm like shut up <laughs> shut up I don't want to hear it like I it's it's one of those things and like maybe it's also like Indian culture too because like my mom's always getting on my case about dating as well when I went back to India last year, like I had people being like, Oh, you should be getting married soon. Like me. You must get that so much from your entire extended I, family. I do, I do. I am so sorry. <laughs> and like it's it's the, I don't need to be treated weird. I'm not like I'm not like a sad like single person. Like you're right? a single independent woman who needs no man. Like yeah. you're fine by yourself. <laughs> yeah, but like it's not even that. It's just mm-hmm. I'm single and like that's it. That's it. I, I have people being like, oh, don't worry. Like, like pitying you. Yeah, pitying me. And yeah. that's what I mean by, like, people yeah. treating me weird. Yeah. Um, so this doesn't happen with you, but it happens with some people. Third wheel syndrome. <laughs> oh, I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, with... Thankfully, Annika, you're very, very good about this. Oh, but, shucks. But I, but I also, I also think it's because I have, like, a good, uh, like, pseudo-friendship with your boyfriend. Well, I also... Uh, personally I try not to be too PDAE as well because you know I try to consider the other person the third person that's there as well so I don't want to make it awkward for that person like I just want you to feel comfortable and just hang out in in a friendship situation I don't want to make you feel like you're just trailing along oh my god and this is the last one feeling awkward in future romantic scenarios oh after a while of being single when you go on a date Mm -hmm. and you're like getting to know someone and you're like romantic with them it is like super weird when you haven't been on a date in a while or just like starting all over again to get to know a person that can be so exhausting and like I find that really exhausting especially after being with an ex-boyfriend for three to four years and then starting all over to get to know a person and it's just that you know that little bit of awkwardness in the beginning like you don't really know if they like you as much and like you know it's just like starting from the ground up again yeah and like back to the drawing board yeah like me like why aren't they texting me back or oh what's taking them so long are we gonna see each other again like yeah. it's that like constant like back and forth all what if of they ghost stuff. me like yeah, what if they yeah. like someone else uh, ghosting like, is just such shit. what if i'm like, like you know fourth down on the roster and i'm not like <laughs> bumped up yeah to like you know yeah it's just not like, a bench warmer so- sometimes <laughs> i i don't want to be bench warmer. i don't want to be, be like either so a team like, me neither sign me up yeah quarter quarterback <laughs> first string first yeah string. first string quarterback <laughs> hit me up throw me that like <laughs> That's what a football sounds That's like. That's exactly what it sounds like. 
thoughts are real, Annika? <laughs> that's a that's a great question. Yes, there. laid on me. I don't really believe in fate or that we're destined to be with one person for the rest of our life or that there's this like otherworldly cosmic force that's meant mm-hmm. to bring us together with someone mm-hmm. else. But I believe that if the timing is right and the course of actions that we choose in life is right, that it can like align with others, like okay. ripple effects. Okay, so for like, for instance, yeah. My friend Rebel would have introduced me to my current boyfriend if I hadn't been friends with him yeah. or gone to the same university yeah. or or if I chose to like move to Toronto or elsewhere for university yeah. after high school. Yeah. So it's just that sort of like chain of chain of events. actions, yeah. right? Life is a journey. Yeah. Um, and the people that you meet during it can affect your life in the biggest way possible, mm-hmm. like yourself. Yeah. I feel like having quote unquote soulmate makes love seem so passive. I believe that you have the ability to change and move the gears and take action of where you want to lead your life. And so therefore meet people in your life that will cross paths with you. Statistically speaking, seven people in the world that could be their soulmate. Whoa, I have got different stats over here. Really? Let's yeah. hear it. Okay, so there's this book called What If? Serious Scientific Answers to Absurd Hypothetical Questions okay. by NASA roboticist Randall Munro. Okay. And so he tries to answer this question. What if everyone actually only had one soulmate, a random person somewhere in the world? Yeah. And so he finds that, Munro finds that it's mathematically, well, not impossible, but the chances of finding your soulmate is extremely slim. Yeah. He says, quote unquote, let's suppose you lock eyes with an average of a few dozen new strangers each day. If 10% of them are close to your age, that's around 50,000 people in a lifetime. That gives you 500 million potential soulmates, which means you'll only find one true love in one lifetime out of 10,000. You will, you will only find true love one in 10,000. Correct. Lifetimes. Lifetimes. Oh my God. And that's if 10% of, of them are close to your age. But yeah, isn't that... That's wild. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of... I don't know if that's like a very pessimistic way of thinking about it, but like... I think that soulmates is a very sweet idea. I think it's a very I sweet idea. I think it's very sweet. I think the sentiment behind it is very, very sweet. There are nothing but good intentions behind it. Yeah. But I think that love in itself or like dating and all of that is by no means passive you have to go out and find it yeah and like i agree you have to like make yourself open to find it yeah as someone that puts themselves out there on a regular basis i can over and over again over and over again i can tell you that finding love happens when you least expect it and it also genuinely you need to be open to it Mm -hmm. And seeing soulmate being passive, like, I completely get that. Because it's like, oh, I guess I'm just going to hang out and then find someone as they come along. Or someone's just going to come to me and, you know, I'm just going to, like, lock eyes with that right person. And know that they're the person Yeah, they're the one. I read this other article that sort of counteracted that. So some other psychologists said that, you know, over time, the laws of attraction and compatibilities between partners can become so seamless that they could become perfect fits. Yeah. And irreplaceable to each other and give gives a sense that the other person is their soulmate. So once you've bonded with that other person for a really, really long time, you know, when you like think of something or you say the same thing as a person, yeah. you're like, oh, you have that little like little spark. You're like, oh, wow. Like they thought the exact same thing as me. Our habits or behaviors are so similar that gives us a sense that uh, that other person's like yeah. soulmate. Like, you know how you and I, like, yeah. we we talk about like random shit and like we have similar jokes and stuff. And when we say the exact same yeah. thing at the same time, we're like, we're oh. Like, oh. <laughs> 
I, I mean, that makes more sense. I think mm-hmm. that that makes more sense in general because, well, you know, I get to know this person. They interest me. They make mm-hmm. me excited. And I feel like a flutter when I, when I am around them. And over time, when you build that relationship, that trust, you build a relationship, let it happen. Because no. how often does that happen? No. <laughs> but like you make the effort to see them. You make the effort to spend time with them and all of that. And then over time, this person will get to know you. They'll mm-hmm. know exactly what you're like, what you don't like. And mm-hmm. they'll know when you're spontaneous and when you're not. Yeah. And like they'll know you and they will become the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. I think that's... I think it's a beautiful way of putting yeah. it. You were telling me about this like cassette thing. Okay, so weird. So I'm I'm a realist. I don't really believe in soulmates. Yeah. But so mom told me this really, really crazy story how when she was young, she was working at a hotel, she was working in hospitality, and yeah. so there was this um psychic that came to town and stayed at that hotel. Uh, I think she was Australian. Okay. And so my mom was curious. She was just like, oh, you know, may I speak to you? I'm kind of curious about my future or whatever. Um, so the lady was just like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, sit down. Yeah. And so I guess she got a feel of my mom and stuff. Whoa, I didn't mean like that. Like, she, <laughs> she, she got a feel of her, like, character. Um, but my mom didn't really say... Like, she didn't really reveal too much about what was going on in her life, but... This lady was, you know, sat her down and was describing her, was describing this man who was from a different country, who spoke English, but English wasn't his first language. Blonde, mousy hair. She also saw that there were going to be a lot of boxes everywhere. So a lot of boxes. This man was small, slim built. And so she was describing this guy and my mom's just like, no, I'm sorry, you're you're getting this wrong. Like, this is the person that I'm meant to be with. And she's like, yeah, so I see this man in your future. You're going to be with this guy. And mom's just like, you're getting this completely wrong. I'm seeing this, this American guy has brown hair and he's like really built. Like he's really muscular. And this lady's like, oh, like she was so apologetic. She was like, oh my God, like, I'm so, so sorry. Like, I just don't see that. And my mom's just like, oh, you're probably just getting this wrong. But this was a whole recording that was kept in a cassette tape. I think years, years passed by. My mom didn't really think about it too much, but my mom met my dad. She was still working in the hotel. And so my dad's from Sweden. He speaks English very well. Mm-hmm. He went to London for university. He has brown, blonde, mousy hair. And yeah, so soon, not soon after, I think like a few years after, she met my dad and then she moved to Tokyo. So yeah. there's the boxes, moving boxes everywhere. And I think that Australian lady came back to her or came back to Singapore to have like another psychic yeah. convention or yeah. whatnot. And my mom ran up to her and was just like, is this the man that you were talking about? Because I'm not with that first guy that yeah. I was with. And this lady's just like, Yes, this is the guy that I saw. I actually How just creepy got is that? I, How like, creepy is that? Just got chills. And my mom kept the cassette tape, and I think she played it to my dad. I mean, I personally haven't heard it because she gets a little bit weird about that. She's yeah. like, I don't think this is appropriate for you to listen to. The lady, the psychic, came up to her and was just like, "This is the man that I saw." I literally just got chills. That is so so creepy. weird. Like, that I don't believe in yeah. in like but fates or anything so, like that. That's just that's it's, so it's bizarre. Like, it's chilling. It's like yeah. eerie. Yeah. You know? I don't think we're destined to be with one person for the rest of our life. Like my grandmother is happily not married, but she's happily with her partner at the moment. And they've been together for about over 10 years. You know, she went through a divorce and there's so many friends of mine with parents who are divorced, but they're happily with a new partner. And I just don't think that we're destined to just have one like 
I'm sure we're able to find the right person in the end. But I do, yeah, I don't know. I think happily ever after what it might be. It doesn't have to be with one person, but it's just feeling. Speaking speaking from my own experience, like talking about my family, I remember, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was just saying pretty much the only reason that I still believe in like love or the idea mm-hmm. of love is because of my parents. Because to me, like they're, they're an example of what love really is. Mm-hmm. My parents were like, they met in like the weirdest of circumstances, but you know, my parents were together and were dating in secret for like a very long time. And then they, they got married Mm -hmm. um, and it was very fast. And there was so much, like there was so much tension and hardship and just because of cultural differences between both sides of the family and religions too. Yeah. yeah. And that's like that in itself is, point of it right yeah and so my mom and my dad they love each other they fight like cats and dogs sometimes and it's <laughs> crazy but my parents are like they're so right for each other I can't think of any any other type of person for them mm-hmm. like I can't picture anyone else for for them aside from each other the only reason that I believe in love or even actually still have any hope for it at all despite all of the shit that has ensued in my love life over the last four years of my life is because because of them them. is because if my parents got through all of that if they sacrifice all the things that they did and they love each other even though they fight like crazy and they were able to have me Mm -hmm. and like the kind of person that I am so I think someone pointed out to me because I was talking about my parents and everything and we were talking about dating and love and all of that and the kind of parents that my parents are and the love that they had for each other they basically pooled it into me and if I'm the person that I am because of that I Mm -hmm. need to find that person that I for you I can do that with yeah you know yeah I am still holding out hope. I'm very oh, young. Oh, me too. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... You've got so much time. I, I know, You've got I know. So time. It, like, happily ever after, I definitely think it's a feeling. I don't I think... I think it's a feeling. I don't, I don't think it's definitive. I don't think that it really, like, boils down to any one thing, like mm-hmm. having a white picket fence and living here and doing this and doing that. I no. think that's what people think of like happily ever after or yeah. like running off into the sunset. No, but you could, ha- you could go through like the darkest of times where you could go through some like real shit, but yeah. still be happy with the person. It yeah. just depends on like how you come up from it afterwards, you know? Yeah. The ups and downs are part of life, mm-hmm. but if you can stick it out with that person and mm-hmm. they can support you through that time and you can support them through their tough time. That's all that matters. That's all that, that's all that matters. matters this i've been having so many conversations with so many different people about Mm -hmm. like love and dating and relationships that i felt like it was really important that we at least had this conversation Mm -hmm. we have tons of different things we want to talk about when it comes to so many other things Um, it's such a broad topic of discussion but i I thought that this was a good jumping off Mm -hmm. point and i'm so glad that you guys joined us for another week um and listened to our episode yeah um thank you so much for supporting us this has been amazing uh we really really appreciate it and uh follow us on here to shit talk on instagram like subscribe comments (laughs) oh leave a review yes please do i don't know how to say these things leave a review like five star s google play apple podcasts and spotify we'll tune in next week (laughs) Bye. Bye.